0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
1: Two guests today, Pastor Adewale Onashigan. He is the founder of the Victory Outreach Recovery Home in Brisbane. In fact, more specifically, Logan, just to the south of Brisbane. We'll talk to Pastor Addy in just a moment. And Pastor Tony Romero is joining us too, originally from San Diego in California and now has moved to Australia where he has uh, been a part of the opening of what is called an Inner City Recovery Home. It's the Inner City Recovery Home, Mount Druitt in Western Sydney. And uh, it's a program that helps people who've been addicted to recover and get free from drug addiction. Well, our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. You might like to join our conversation, uh, 1-800-316-316. First of all, a special welcome to you, Pastor Adewali. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm so blessed to be here. We have had some wonderful (laughs) conversations over the years. and When we talk about the power of God in freeing people from drug addiction, I know you've got story after story to tell, and uh, along with your recovery home, you've also got your church environment. Yes. How are things going with because uh, it's a specialized sort of a ministry field you're in?
2: It is a specialized kind of ministry, and uh, yes, we are so blessed and honored by God to have this kind of ministry because it's a ministry where we see the power of God move in people's lives especially people that are addicted to drugs or alcohol or some vices, you know. We see a great power of deliverance uh, through the name of Jesus, of course, you know. And so we are so blessed. And uh, now we are starting a new work in Western Sydney uh, in the part of Mandroid. And we are partnershiping with Pastor Tony Romero, who also has pastored in uh, New Zealand. But now we are partnershiping together to start a new work in Western Sydney. Well let's
1: introduce Pastor Tony Romero Tony welcome along to 2020 Oh pleasure to be here, thank you for having us Tony, home for you was in the United States As uh, Pastor Addy says, you spent some time in Auckland Now you've moved permanently here to Australia You're behind what's happening with this new centre in Mount Druitt But let's go back to San Diego in California Uh, Give us an in a nutshell picture of your background
3: Yeah, well, I grew up in the city of in San Diego, California, city of Oceanside. Um, In the in the early '90s, uh, drugs and gangs were quite um, active in the community; still is today, unfortunately. Um, But I was part of the gang and drug culture there in the city of San Diego. I grew up in a neighborhood where gangs and drugs were prevalent all over the area. Um, I had many of my family members were involved in drugs and gangs, um, some of my uncles and aunts and cousins and myself going in and out of prison most of our life. So it was a family thing. It was a generational thing. Uh, you could say a generational curse that affected our family, um, um, including my father and many of my relatives, alcoholics and drug addicts. And so, you know, I, I found myself in the same scenario, um, just following the same footsteps of that which was around me. Um, at the age of 12, I started using drugs. At the age of 13, I, I left. I started using uh, ice, which you call ice here. We call crystal meth over there. Um, I was using ice, ice at 13 years old. At 14 years old, I left school and I took off from home. I started living on the streets, running around, where I got entangled in drugs and gang culture. Um, and then from there, I found myself just um, stealing drugs to survive. I, I started selling drugs on the street corner, um, going in and out of juvenile detention center. Until finally, at the age of 17, I found myself facing a five-year prison sentence um, for sales of methamphetamine. And uh, there I was sitting in a jail cell facing five years in prison, and I began to think about my life. And um, in the process of that, um, Victory Outreach, our church, uh, planted a church in in our area, and they were presenting the gospel to the community. And my mom gave her heart to the Lord. So my mom asked the Lord into her heart, and she went there for hope. She said, I I need something to— hold my family together. My, my family's falling apart. And she f- went to this uh, outreach that the church had. And it was a production, a live production on stage. And it was something that attracted her because it was a message of hope for her family. And so she went and she prayed for us. And about two to three years later, I found myself in this jail cell and thinking to myself, man, if you're God, if you're real, like my mom says you're real, like this church that preaches to us says you're real, then be real in my life. And in, in, in a in a matter of uh, moments I went before the judge in the court and they sentenced me to Victory Outreach Recovery Home, the inner city recovery home there in my hometown. Uh, they sent me there and, uh, I went there just looking to get out of jail. I, I had a choice of 18 months in, in, in a recovery home or five years in prison. So, uh, I did the math and I chose the, I chose the best route. <laughs> not, a, uh, not a difficult choice. <laughs> right, I would think. And so I went there and, uh, but I didn't know fully what the program was, uh, but I knew I was ready for change. I was tired. I wanted to change and I needed something for my life. And I went there and um, that was uh, actually June 1st, 1997. So in a couple of weeks, It'll be 20 years ago that I turned my life around, that I've been drug-free, out of gangs, out of prison, haven't gone back to jail, haven't committed another crime. I've been completely drug-free. The Lord delivered me, set me free, gave me a new path of life, gave me a sense of purpose, destiny, belonging, and I gave. he gave me something to live for. And, and I was part of damaging lives through drug addiction, drug sales, and gang affiliation. And now I'm part of Healing Lives, which is about bringing a message of hope and love to the people of the community and letting them know that God is real and he's able to change and transform anyone's life. What an
1: amazing and powerful story. And one of the things that stands out to me is when you start to talk about how this becomes the family culture. Yeah, uh, Mom and dad are into drugs, so the children are into drugs. It's the gang culture. And if there's no breaking of that cycle, yeah. then the grandchildren will be into drugs and gangs and violence yes. and killing. Uh, these sorts of things are, you know, in some ways, for a lot of people listening to our conversation today, these sorts of things are, oh, well, that's what happens over on the streets of where you've come from, San Diego in California. That yeah. doesn't happen in Australia but you find yourself, Tony Romero, on the streets of Australia now, a uh, city, Sydney, uh, Mount Druitt, and you're opening a drug rehab. Yes. Is it the same in Australia
3: as what you've come from uh, in the U.S.? Oh, it's identical. There is no difference. Um, there is just the cultural differences of who's on the streets. Um, But the lifestyle is is very much the same. You could see uh, a a legacy of drug addiction in the streets of Australia, and you could see a legacy of drug addiction in California. You could see generations that have been on the benefit and have been just out on the streets, no work ethic, um, just out um, using drugs, um, buying, scoring, jail, prison. Uh, gang affiliation, it's the same. It's it's the same thing. Um, I think that the, the only difference is maybe the magnitude of violence on the street is maybe a little different. But other than that, it's very similar uh, to the lifestyle and the culture that's been set. And so that's why I felt called um, by God to come here, the Lord's put it in my heart to be here. I I visited in 2000. I came for a season and I fell in love with the city of Sydney as well as the nation of Australia. Um, But then there came a season where I went to New Zealand for 11 years where the drug addiction is is very much uh, prevalent there as well. And so I served 11 years until the Lord spoke to my heart that it's time to make a move and and come back to Australia. So we came over here ready to um, uh, pioneer and, and establish a work so that God could be glorified and that lives can hear the gospel hope of, of Christ.
1: Pastor Addy, you're on the streets of Brisbane and Logan, just to the south of Brisbane. Uh, is what Tony's talking about that's happening in Sydney and what his reflection is of back what's happening in the United States Is that something similar to what's happening on the streets around your neck of the woods? Yes.
2: Excuse me. There's no difference. Absolutely no difference, you know. Uh, Drug is prevalent in uh, many of the cities, you know, many of the places we go. You name the place, you name the suburb, it's all there. Amen. It's it's all there. We see it, you know. Young ones, adults, parents, grandfathers, grandmothers, many are involved, like I said from one family to another family, you know, from one generation to another generation. It's all there. And you're right in the middle
1: of it because from previous conversations, I can recall the idea because you've got your recovery home functioning. Uh, There's so much networking and people are connected uh, that you'll get a call and there'll be someone who is literally in the gutter. Right. And you'll go and rescue them. You'll bring them and you'll take them to your recovery home. Yep. How often does that sort of thing happen in the way that you're out on the streets and and, and contacting people and rescuing people?
2: Well, you know, uh, we give the the message is a message of hope. We go out there. We talk to people uh, concerning, you know, do you want to change? Do you want a new life? That's a place you can come into. We have a recovery home. It's called the Inner City Recovery Home. If you are willing, you know, that's a place for you to come. And when they come, you know, we put God first and through prayer of faith and uh, pray some more. <laughs> you know, we have experienced a lot of life transformed and changed by the power of God.
1: Tony, there's an interesting and very powerful point to make there. As Pastor Addy says, when people want to change, when they want to come to the recovery home, that's when they're primed, that's when they're ready to actually get free from their addiction, free from the lifestyle that they've been leading. Uh, that was your story too. You were in prison, yeah. and you were ready for change. Yeah, and this is a matter. It's like a fishing process, I imagine. You know, yes. you you can you can
3: find a whole lot of people who are addicted to drugs. Only some of them are ready to change. That's right. And the and the, the key to it is that they have to have the desire to change. They have to be what we say. You got to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. A lot of times, we're sick and tired. But we're not sick and tired of being sick and tired because you got to really be fed up with the lifestyle. You got to be done with it. You got to really want to get out of there because it's a web. Um, we we uh, use the term escapism. We 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 are escaping reality or escaping the struggles of life through drug addiction. And we we go this way because it makes us feel good. It makes us feel happy. It gets us away from the things that we're going through, and it and it and it satisfies us for a moment. But really, it's a trap and it's a web and we're stuck in this web and we can't get out of it. And And so it's so easy to just stay there and it's hard to get out of a web that you've been stuck in for a long time. And so you have to have the desire, the hunger to want to change and transform or else it doesn't work. And so when somebody finds that, it's so important to give them the support that they need. And the, and the struggle is not knowing when somebody is really at that point, is we just have to be available and we have to be ready to care for them. And that's why sometimes we will take someone straight off the streets. We'll go and we'll talk to them. We'll pick them up and we'll bring them straight home. Uh, we try to do an assessment with them before we bring them to be sure. And we try to make sure that um, that, that person is well enough to come and and, and fully aware of who the what the program is and what we offer. But for the most part, we don't want to miss an opportunity in someone's life. If they would have evaluated me for too long, they may not have taken me, you know, and then I may have changed my mind because I would have said, hold on, I don't know if I'm ready for all of this. But what, what happened was is that they came and they responded to my point of need. They were urgent. There was an urgency for the gospel. And I was willing to come because they showed me love. Nobody else would take me. I, I was 17 years old. You have to be 18 to go to certain programs. But they said, you know what? We're willing to give you a chance. And I said, man, if, if I can do this, I'm going to do it. And, and I did. I pursued it. But you know what? In my heart, I was ready. But even more than that, I was appreciative that they were willing to give me a chance because every other door shut on me. And this was the only door that would be op- that was open for me. So I took it and I took the opportunity. And you know what? It was the best decision I ever made in my life. And they didn't teach me uh, a lot of therapy, though I believe in therapy and counseling. Those are, th- They didn't get into all of that with me. They taught me to build a relationship with God. And that if I allow God into my heart, God's word and his spirit deals with the issues of my heart. And he taught me to forgive. He taught me to love. He taught me to let go of the things that I was carrying. He taught me how to uh, love my neighbor and not hate them for their color of their skin or the background that we have or because they live on the other side of the city. I learned to love people and to care for people through the word of God, through prayer and through the spirit of God. And that's what really transformed my life. And and there's so much more to talk about in recovery. But, you know, that's the key aspects is building a relationship with God. God does the work in the heart.
1: We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Wayne is in Mackay. Hello, Wayne. Welcome along to 2020.
4: Yeah, mate. Um, yeah, mate, I've been listening to the pastor there, mate, and he's spot on and what he says, you've got to want to change. I, was, um, I started at a, a young age before the age of 13, and I've been clean. I went for 22-year drug addiction. I've been clean for 25 now. Awesome. If it, wasn't, awesome. if it wasn't for God in my life, um, a, a pastor of mine by the name of Joe Simon, in a little place called Glendon, he took me under his, um, under his wings and, and told me about God. I always knew there was something out there, but I didn't know what I found out through this pastor. And um, it's the best decision I ever made. I, I believe if I wouldn't have made that decision to become a Christian and, and have that relationship with God, that I would have been dead.
3: That's amazing, yeah. Wayne. And you know what? We're so encouraged by that because that's what people need to know, that not only does God do that work here uh, yeah. in in one person, maybe myself in America or in someone's life in New Zealand, but even here in Australia, God is Absolutely. still powerful and he's working in the lives of people right here, right now.
4: Absolutely. There's no other way out. And, I mean, I remember God saying to me, Wayne, there's no remedy in this. And the way that God taught me to work with people was, um, and I've seen God do it, was... Just, just gel with them, become a friend with them. That friendship that that God teaches you to have with Him, and then with other people, um, just just sit down with people, and and once they're open, that that word, the word of God, will do the work. Because yes. all that was said to me when I was an addict was, "There's a Bible, read." I didn't understand what I was reading, but there was yeah. there was times when that word was jumping out at me, and I knew God that was He was talking to me, and um, that's what changed me and um i've seen it time and time again where people haven't haven't got a clue or didn't know this jesus is god and but because they've listened god has done such a powerful work in their lives that 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 found out themselves that there's no other way there's a lot of different things out there a lot of counterfeits that'll that'll be a part-time uh thing for them to get away from it but the power of God's the only answer. I um, I remember being in hospital for three months uh, through contracting a disease, through doing heroin, and um, I wasn't a Christian at the time. The doctor came in and he said to me, there's no more we can do for you, and I thought I was going to die, and I cried, and I went down on my knees, and I said, God, help me if you're real, help me, and um, I couldn't eat. They had me on baby food, Mm. and... um, I end up coming good. I believe from even from then, God had his hand on my life. And I went back into my addiction for about another 14 years out of that 22. And it wasn't until 1992 that I became a Christian. Well, he, he not only took the withdrawal symptoms away from doing the heroin, the pot, you name it, there wasn't much that I didn't touch. Even day Tura, you might have heard of that. Mm. And... um he took all the withdrawal symptoms away, even alcohol. They were like relatives. When you're doing drugs, most of the time you're going to be doing alcohol as well, and even cigarettes. They all went, and um, my, my life has never been the same. And
1: Wayne, it, you are a inspiration. You are a walking, talking testimony to the power of God in the overcoming of addictions. And uh, when we're talking about drug addiction today, your story is an important one. So, Wayne, from Mackay in Queensland, thanks so much for taking part in our conversation today. Our talkback line remains open. Visions
0: 2020 with Neil Johnson. A biblical perspective on life, culture and current events.
1: Well, I said it would be a challenging and yet inspiring conversation today. You can be a part of it. 1-800-316-316. We are talking about the power of God when it comes to deliverance from drug addiction. Our two special guests, Pastor Adewali Onashigan from Victory Outreach Recovery Home in Brisbane. Also, Pastor Tony Romero is with us, originally from San Diego in California. Now he's running the... Inner City Recovery Home. It's only just opened in Sydney. Uh, 1-800-316-316. If you'd like to join our conversation, uh, let me ask you, uh, Tony, as you reflect on uh, some of the things that you've gone through in the recovery and coming back to our caller who uh, called from Mackay, Wayne in Mackay, who said uh, when he was going through this recovery, he had a Bible, had no idea about what it was saying, but he had it open and... And God was speaking to him even though he didn't understand. Yeah. Uh, tell me about the spiritual side and then the practical side of what we can be involved in if we're going to get free from drug addiction.
3: Yeah, I think the, the some of the key components, if somebody really wants to break free from addiction, there's a few things that you're going to have to do um, besides saying a prayer of salvation and then going to a church. The, those are the That's the basics of it. But then there's a a, a step further that really has to take place. And I think there's three things that I always share with people that they need to do. Number one, you need to find a mentor. You need to find somebody that can speak into your life, that is able to speak truth uh, with love, and also to be able to, um, to speak into your heart the things of God, the Word of God, and to be able to teach you to be able to teach you certain disciplines, practices, and certain elements of life that we need to really readjust and reestablish within ourselves. So uh, that's one of the things that made the most impact in my life was that I had a mentor in my life. I went into this recovery home, but I've developed mentors, men and uh, people who understood me that knew where I was or even just loved me. You didn't have to be through my same exact lifestyle, but they were willing to love me in the process and they were able to speak into my life truth the second thing that I, I learned is that I needed to be busy. I needed to be active. I couldn't just hang out and just kick it all day and just be comfortable. I needed to give myself to something that kept me busy. I can't take a drug habit out and not put something in. There's things that I did. I, you do You do things to survive in that drug lifestyle. So your day is busy and it's full and you're running around going crazy. But at the end of the day, you're busy. And so you can't take away drug habits and all of the busyness of life and you have a big gap of time throughout your entire day you got to be busy doing something that and and so that's the most that's the second most important thing is you got to be active go into your church vacuum the church do something if you're not around and you can't go into a recovery program go somewhere and do the garden cut the grass just be active working and doing something in the community that keeps you busy and keeps you away from the the, the, the what we call stinking thinking. that your thought, your thought pattern that drifts way out of context and it goes way out of line. And before you know it, but if you're busy, you don't have time to think about that stuff. You're active, you're busy, you're going forward. The third thing that we have to do is we have to eliminate negative associations. Negative associations, we have to just learn to separate ourselves, especially when you first maybe give your heart to the Lord. You have a passion to want to share with everybody about what happened in your life. But you know what? There's a season where you have to stay away. There's just a moment of time where you just have to say, you know what? I need to build me first. Let me get strong. Let me be victorious. Let me work on myself. And so there's a lot of people that you may have to say no to. When I came into recovery, there was a lot of people I had to say goodbye to. Some of them were even my family members. I didn't say goodbye completely to them. I just said, you know what? I can't give myself to them right now. This is my time. I've given myself to everything and everybody before. This is about me. I need to work on me. And it took me a a year or two. And then eventually, little by little, I was able to go around certain people and not be tempted, not feel like I was going to give in to temptation. But I had to be honest with myself. Sometimes we're not honest with ourselves enough. And we say, oh, no, I'm all right. I'm good. I've been good for six months or three months or nine months. But you know what? We're still vulnerable and you have to learn that there are certain places and people you just need to stay very, very far away from for a season. And then as you build yourself and as you solidify your faith and as you grow yourself um, after a season of time, then you're able to eventually go back. Even now, I don't even go back by myself. I still bring people with me just to hold me accountable, to keep me strong. I don't go anywhere that's vulnerable by myself.
1: Pastor Addy, just quickly in the lead up to our next news bulletin, uh, you're a mentor, uh, you're working in your Brisbane context. Uh, how long does it take typically for someone who has come into your recovery home, sees you as the mentor, takes your advice? You keep them busy, no doubt, and there's a lot of tough love in that. But how long does it take to break that cycle and beyond the real recovery
2: Well, you know, everything begins with the willingness of the person, you know. The more you have that hunger and a thirst to change, it becomes more easier because you are yielding yourself. You are hungry for change. So uh, it's almost like what you put into it is what you get out of it, you know. So uh, we say, look, We are just vessels that God uses. You know, we know it's him that still does the whole work. You know, so we encourage the people like Pastor Stoney is saying, number one is to build your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And to do that, read the Word of God. And through the Word of God, you learn how to pray. So there's a dialogue going between you and God. And it begins to work out things in your heart that needs to be changed. So, you know, it's God that does it. So it can happen anytime. It's the miracle walking God, you know. Okay. And so sometimes it's
1: a quick process. Yeah. Other times it takes longer. Yeah. But the key ingredient there is relationship with God. Yes. Because without him, there's no sort of transcendent accountability. Yeah. Uh, we need that. We're going to be continuing our conversation after Vision National News, our talk back line open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. 316 316 the power of God in overcoming drug addiction. We're back with more after the news. Uh, so Pastor Adawali Onashigan and Pastor Tony Romero with us. Uh, Tony, let's just go back to some of the heritage uh, because there's a long history in what's happened with recovery from drug addiction. Right back to days, and some listeners will be familiar with the movie The Cross and the Switchblade, uh, David Wilkerson, Nicky Cruz, uh, this is the heritage in which this uh this rehab home in sydney is based on
3: yes um our our founder sonny argonzoni uh, see nikki cruz was one, the first gang member that david wilkerson reached and he was uh from there began the teen challenge ministry uh, but then sonny argonzoni was one of the first drug addicts that was reached and nikki cruz was his recovery director there in the teen challenge program he served with him for a season then they sent him to bible college in los angeles and from there, uh, he continued serving with David Wilkerson and Nikki Cruz for many years until he felt the call of God to plant a church to be able to accommodate these men that they were reaching through the program. And um, and eventually, he ended up opening up his own homes. And so to, actually, this year, we celebrate 50 years of ministry with Victory Outreach International. Um, and so in 1967, Sonny went and planted a church and opened up a recovery home in East Los Angeles. One church, one recovery home, and today we, we're in 30 countries around the world. And we have over 400 churches and recovery homes all over the world. And so that we've been serving in recovery. And so our principles are the same. It's very uh, fundamental Christianity and just being able to have discipleship and mentorship for men and women that are searching for direction and hope in life. Uh,
1: do those recovery homes all come under the banner of team challenge? Is that the way it all works? Or how does the how does the structure work?
3: No, Victory Outreach is its own denomination and own Ministry, we're a, we're a non-profit, um, we're a non-denominational ministry, but we have our own infrastructure, we have our own leadership and, and mentorship that's here, and so we have our inner-city recovery homes, and then we have our church, which is Victory Outreach Church. So we have our own ministries and our own uh, structured uh, setup that we have with Victory Outreach, but we've been uh, working and serving. And it's a it's a pleasure to be working alongside Teen Challenge and the other programs that are doing the similar work as what we're doing. So for fifty year history, and
1: there are going to be over fifty years tried and true yes. ways in which you recover from uh, drug and alcohol addiction. Yeah. and the wisdom of fifty years is embodied in what you're doing in
3: the new recovery home in Sydney. Yes, that is correct. You know, and with that is is about building. Teaching people to build a relationship with Christ, you know, that's the foundation of it. That's the heart of the message is that if we build, if we teach someone to build a relationship with God, God deals with the heart. See, we see the outward struggles. We see the behavioral issues and behavioral management stuff, but God deals with the heart. God God is the one who comes in, touches the heart, and begins to transform from the inside out. And that's what we, we try to establish and teach is if we build a relationship with God, God will begin doing the, his own work within the heart of the individual. And that's where transformation and change begins to take place. Us as a ministry, uh, as a recovery home, we have three simple values, which is a commitment to Christ, uh, the restoration of the family, and developing a positive work ethic. That's what we try to establish. One, build a relationship with God to reunite relationships within them and their family. And sometimes some of those family relationships have been severed for so long. That's why the recovery home and the ministry is so important because we become a supported family for them until hopefully they can reestablish those relationships. So even though they may not have their immediate family at that moment, we are able to bring a family environment through the recovery home, through the church that is able to surround them and support them and be able to love them in that process. And then developing a positive work ethic is to be able to help them, teach them basic principles and get back to working because, you know, the Bible says "He's going to bless the works of your hands. And so we want them to be able to be proactive and to be able to do something and be able to see that many of our men that have come to our recovery home all over the world have gone on and reopened their own businesses. They've built their own businesses. They serve the Lord with gladness. They're um, they're loving God, loving people, and building a business. And so, you know, that's the power of God that is able to take a drug addict who's lost in jail or even on the streets, clean them up, transform from the inside out, and then be able to give them hope and aspiration and dreams where some of them go on to be successful in creating small business, larger businesses. Some of them go on to be like myself who who feel a call of God to ministry and feel the call of God to preach and minister and disciple and love people. And, um, you know, that's that's what it's all about.
1: 1-800-316-316 to join our conversation. Let's take a call from Athena in Mergen in Queensland. Hello, Athena. Welcome along to 2020.
5: Good morning. How are you going?
1: Very well. Athena, what are your thoughts on our conversation today?
5: Well, um, I just wanted to share uh, how when I, I I was on drugs and whatnot when I was younger and, um, uh, you know, started off with alcohol when I was, like, 13 and partying and eventually grew into just crazy lifestyle, mental illness, you know, reckless lifestyle, dealing, promiscuity, And at 20... 25 I um I was at my wits end I was at the end and um I'd gone from pot to like synthetic heroin and I called upon God just not even knowing if he existed just I just went you know what I want to die and I'm going to try and kill myself again and if you're real just help me there's got to be a better way to live and within the next few days um i Somehow I was checked in, like I started calling up a, a detox unit in Salvation Army at Red Hill in Brisbane. Yeah. And, um, and just in that, that time, just God was just working and a lady pointed out a book to me, because I, I, I was talking to angels at that time, I thought that that was the way. And <laughs> and she's like pointed out a book and it was my story basically and Bronwyn Healy, Trophy of Grace.
2: Yes,
1: and, yes. Um,
5: and just basically the whole recovery process, though, like, see, I had Jesus. I found Jesus. And I was running around the detox unit going, oh, my God, God is real. And they're all thinking I'm crazy. But
0: <laughs> I was just,
5: <laughs> I was so happy. I was so, so happy. And, and then I went to rehab, and, um, but it was a rehab that didn't have, like, the God basis. It was a rehab at the Sunshine Coast. And um, they used a lot of discipline. But that's what we need. Like when we've been in recovery, I mean, addiction, we've just been kind of living to fill that, that crazy void, you're just getting through each day and you're just like me, 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 satisfying the next kind of, what can I get through the next hour or, you know, and, um, and they taught me discipline. And I just want to encourage people that it seems so scary. I've spoken to so many addicts and they're so scared of going to rehab. And I can say that it is the most, um, I've never felt so, like, accepted. Like, I was around people who were going through the same thing as me. I had all my bills paid, you know, taken care of. I was getting fed. Um, I had responsibilities. I was learning how to live. They teach you how to live again and just yeah, Athena. I to share that. <laughs> let's get
1: a response from Tiny. Tiny, your response to Athena
3: is this a story that you hear over and over again? Oh, oh, Athena, this what a tremendous story and testimony of what God has done in your life, and and that's the beauty of of serving is serving people is that um this is the reward is that that you, that people are able to achieve. The, the things that we felt are so far gone from us. You know, as, as living in a life of addiction, sometimes it seems so far away to get to this place but you know uh, the beauty of it is that uh, when our heart is ready and our and our life is ready, we can pursue it and and we can achieve it, and it actually doesn't take as long as we expect it to. Time goes by fast, and and what an encouragement to know that you've pursued and you were chasing something that 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 you needed in your life, and you're able to achieve it. And God is so great. And uh, sometimes uh, you know a lot of people don't understand about God, or they're not ready to hear about God. But those of us that find Him and we and He finds us, and He makes Himself real to us. We're able to anchor ourselves to him. And he strengthens us through these difficulties and these seasons. And he teaches us. And that's why I love the scripture that you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus, our Lord. And you are more than a conqueror, uh, Athena. What an encouragement. Athena, thanks so much
1: for calling in. Our talk back line open 1-800-316-316. Let's take a call from, is it Jang or Jang? Hi mate, it's young. Young. Sorry, Young.
2: Hey, great to Jan. hear from you.
4: Yeah, good. I just want to thank God for all these amazing programs. Yep. My son is into a program with transformation. And he's come up the other end and he's a great man now. Uh,
1: if this is your son Young, is it yeah. Yep, and he's been in a he's been in the in the, the cage of addiction.
2: That's it.
4: But he's come out the other end,
1: awesome. uh thank
5: God that daily four is done for him. Yeah, and he's he's so good now that he's actually the leader of the house of twelve boys in it. Wonderful. So, yeah, so I can't thank him enough for the work he's done in it. Yeah, so, so I'm so emotional, but you know what it's like a father when you when your son goes through this a lot of pain and suffering, but my son said my parents never gave up on me. Amen. This was a good thing.
3: Yeah, you know, Jan, yeah, I, I want to just encourage you that, um, you know, you did the best thing in supporting them and giving them the love that was needed. And at the same time, um, so, and giving them that direction, and God honors our faith and obedience. You know, when we hold strong, and there's many times where we feel discouraged Amen. and wanted to give up. You know, and we kind of felt yeah. like it was a hopeless situation, but you know, your faith and your strength was able to hold on to Christ and anchor yourself to Him, and He was able to to come through. and that, And that's the beauty of it. I'm I am a an answer to a praying mom. You know, so I understand. <laughs> and and those tears I hear you shed, shedding right now, my mom shed those tears and my dad uh, for many years to come. And even today are uh, completely grateful for what God was able to do within our lives. And that's the beauty of this is that um, and be encouraged and continue to pray for your son. What What is your son's name? My son's name is Craig. Craig. Amen. We'll yes. continue to keep Craig in prayer that he continues to stay strong and goes forward. And, and that's the beauty. That's the, the great thing is that not only could he recover, but he can use uh, his past for a positive yes. and he's able to inspire exactly. other young men to go forward and succeed.
5: Amen. I just share one comment. It's easier for people that have been through the journey
4: to share it with other people that are outsider, which hasn't been through the journey because they respect them because they know what they're talking about. So it's fantastic. Thank you for the great work you do. God bless you. Young, Love thank you
1: so much for your call today. Uh, 1-800-316-316, our talkback line uh, remains open. We're going to draw some loose ends together and there may be someone that you know. It may be a son or a daughter. It may be some other wider family member. It might be someone in your community, a next-door neighbour, someone who is at work. We're going to talk about how you may well be able to broach a topic with them that might connect them to uh, getting free from their addiction. We'll talk about that in just a few moments and I'm going to put Pastor Addie on the spot I'm going to ask him to lead us in prayer. So if you're struggling with these things yourself, uh, we're going to be praying a prayer in just a few moments, and you might like to pray along with that prayer. We're back with more in just a few moments. Our special guests this hour, Pastor Adewali Onashigan and Pastor Tony Romero. We are talking about a new drug rehabilitation centre in Western Sydney. It's called the Inner City Recovery Home. It's in Mount Druitt. And I'll give that website address shortly again, but it's vosydney.org. We're back with more in just a few moments.
0: A biblical perspective on life, culture, and current events. This is 2020
1: on Vision Christian Radio. Good to have you along with us today on an important topic of conversation. And as you can hear, we've been talking about the power of God when it comes to getting free from drug addiction and our two special guests have filled with story uh, stories and of course uh, the connection of their faith in god Uh, Tony Romero, who's with us, who has his own story of getting free from drug addiction and from a gang culture in the US, now in Australia for the opening of a new inner-city drug recovery home. It's called Inner City Recovery Home in Mount Druitt in Western Sydney, and there are people in fact on standby at that home now taking calls uh, from people who are in Western Sydney if you would like to make contact. Uh, the number to call is 9864 uh, 5997. The actual website address, vosydney.org. Uh, Tony, before we uh, have prayer with Pastor Addy, uh, let's just talk about parents for a few moments because uh, with an emotional call there from Jung in this past uh, segment that we had, Uh, This is something that is on the hearts of so many parents where they've got their teenagers, their their children grown up into adult years, drug addicted, alcohol addicted. They don't know where to go. They don't know what to do. This is something that you've come across so often.
3: Yes, very much so. And, you know, I'd like to just say to if you're struggling with your children or even your husband or your wife that's um, out there um, using or drifting away. Through addictions, I want to encourage you to number one, uh, stay on your knees, stay on your knees in prayer, and and because not only does that cover them, but it also protects you. Because we need the strength at times that is so discouraging and frustrating and and sometimes it seems hopeless. And so your intimacy with God, your relationship with God through prayer is what's going to encourage you. The second thing I'd like to say is that um, we need to pray that God would lead them to the right people that would support them, love them, connect with them. Uh, Everyone is different. And so sometimes we need different things in our life to be able to make that connection with someone. And so that's what we pray that God would bring them to the right people that would bring in. it. May, it may not be someone in your city, may not even be someone in your church, maybe somewhere else, but God is able to do something and he'll send the right people to them that will be able to make a connection and be able to take them where they need to go. And the third thing I, I want to encourage you to do is to continue to, pr- to pray and to believe God for the promises of God to be fulfilled in their life. I remember um waking up in the middle of the night And, uh, I I would wake up sometimes in the morning and I would feel, I would say my, my forehead was full of oil. I said, man, what, why am I oily in my face? And, uh, but one time I woke up in the middle of the night and I found my mom praying over me and she would anoint me with oil. and, And I woke up and I said, what are you doing? And she said, um, the Lord spoke to me that God said, you are going to be a pastor and you're going to preach the gospel all over the world. And she said, I'm believing in the promises of God. She would anoint me with oil every night and she would pray for me. And, and, and I remember thinking, Mom, you're crazy. I mean, you must be smoking something, you know. And, and I didn't. I said, you're crazy, <laughs> you know. And, but you know what happened? Uh, she never gave up hope she stayed on her knees she she was able to find that strength through the word of God through the promises of God she held on to it and she proclaimed it every morning and and what happened is uh a number of years later i came I fell in love with God God captivated my heart he brought me with people who could who could minister to me and get me connected and you know what when I became a minister my mom said I knew God is going to Fulfill his promises. So don't ever give up on the promises of God.
1: Well, we are going to pause for a moment uh, to have a time of prayer, just a quick prayer. But it's going to be a powerful prayer. And I know mm. that because I've been in a prayer meeting with Pastor Addy and mm. nobody prays like Pastor Addy. <laughs> uh, Pastor Addy, who, uh, who spent uh, many, many nights Uh, in prayer, as people have been going through horrendous times. Uh, Sometimes we talk about cold turkey uh, Mm -hmm. coming off uh, drug addiction, and you've seen so many uh, people through uh, into a recovery. Uh, We've been talking about parents. We've been talking about those who are close to those who are drug addicted. Well, Pastor Addy, would you lead us? And I'm going to encourage every listener, uh, if you know someone who is addicted, uh, or even dabbling in drugs, uh, to join us in this prayer and ask for God to intervene in a mighty, divine, miraculous way. Pastor Addy, would you lead us?
2: Yes, um, I'm going to pray. And after this prayer, for uh, you are involved in drugs or alcohol, your children, your husband, your wife. After this prayer, I would like you just to say, thank you, Lord, for answering my prayer. And I'm going to pray in the name of Jesus because there is power in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus. We just want to honor you that you are going to do a marvelous thing in the lives of those people that are hearing this conversation right now. That are struggling with addiction. That are struggling with some kind of vices. Lord, Almighty God, we know you are the great deliverer. You are the great great healer. You are the God that restores. You are the God that can do miracles. And you say when we call upon your name, you will answer. Oh, Lord, our God, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for breakthrough. For those that are hearing right now that are going through uh, these vices of uh, addiction. You spirit of addiction right now, we call you by name. You spirit of divination, we call you by name. We say surrender to Jesus. Surrender. Now, for all those that are out there, we lift them up to you like father. We lift them up to you in the name of Jesus. Jesus, you are the one that come to set the captives free. We believe you when you say, I can set the captives free. That whosoever the Son set free is free indeed. Now we call upon your name, Jesus. There are many out there right now that you are setting free because they are listening to this prayer. Now they are being free from shackles of addiction, shackles of uh, uh, alcohol, whether even gambling addiction, pornography addiction. Today is your day of freedom. Today we declare restoration. Today we declare the blood of Jesus will flow through every vein in your body and clean every impurity, every disease, everything that the devil has put there, the blood of Jesus washes away today. A new beginning for you today. We declare a new beginning, a new heart, and a new spirit. We we believe, let us say thank you, Jesus, together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For this prayer that we admit to you. Thank you. Well,
1: it's a powerful prayer, and you may well have prayed along with that, whether it's for your own addiction or for someone who is close to you, who you love. I want to give that website and a telephone number, and if you have a pen to write those down, you might like to take advantage of an opportunity to make a connection with the New Inner City Recovery Home in Mount Druitt in Sydney. Uh, there is also a recovery home that's led by Pastor Adewali, the Victory Outreach Recovery Home in Brisbane. But for the one in Sydney today, the website is vosydney.org. That's vosydney.org. Uh, the phone number is 029864. It's called the Inner City Recovery Home. Our two guests this hour, uh, Pastor Adawali Onashigan and Pastor Tony Romero, who's lead the, leading the uh, Inner City Recovery Home at Mount Druitt in Sydney. To both of you, gentlemen, thanks so much for, uh, for just taking uh, some time to share your heart with our listeners today here on 2020. It was a great privilege. Thank you for having us.
2: Thank you very much.